Nice. All right, so um, so I posted a screenshot of, of kind of my notes here and, and just keeping track, but uh, you know, right out of the gate, uh, when was it? I don't even know when we started this. Was it last week? Um, I, I jotted down some notes and I put the the FPV Freedom Coalition is here to assemble a list of standards developed by the FPV global community and lobby to get them accepted by multiple governments. Um, so it's a big challenge, obviously, but the best way to, to start chipping away at any challenge is to, you know, doing something. Um, <clears throat> so what I had posted earlier was kind of a, a screenshot of progress just to uh, have somebody else. Oh, great. Cujo. All right. So we have, um, I just wanted to, again, post the progress. We have uh, step one, collect the information and understand the landscape. So I did kind of a sloppy job here of, of consolidating it. But these are kind of the feedback points from both uh, within Discord and the Rotorite Facebook group. Um, these, this was the feedback from you guys. Actually, Mike, you posted something that got quite a, quite a big response as well. Yeah, um, I, I saw that. I was surprised, actually, but I'm, I'm glad. But I just kind of uh, consolidated them into these points. Uh, the first one being pilots want to fly without the fear of breaking rules and getting arrested. So this yeah. is a combination of, you know, stuff I've seen posted, plus just comments over the years and, and just, you know, being within the community and, and hearing chatter here and there. People are really afraid to break the rules. Um, and one of the problems are they don't know what the rules are and of course people will say well look them up well then the problem is it's really hard to understand because you might have a a note here a mandate here uh, uh, references yet another law and and it's just really difficult for people to understand so um so that's that we'll come back to it uh then we have uh it would bring comfort to know the 336 isn't going to change i think people are afraid that What's going to happen is uh, 336 is going to change. They're not going to know it, or they're not going to understand what it changes to, or it's just unknown, therefore scary. Um, and then we have uh, quads should be not or should be class should not be classified as drones. I think people are are concerned that the word drones somehow negatively impacts our rights. Um, I think it's it's not just the perception, but it's also how things are are defined. So uh, maybe a potential is that we come up with a new word for what it is we fly. Um, therefore, it's not you know covered, but they're they're defining it. So uh, the FAA is is essentially labeling what what a drone is. Um, so I'm not sure what to do with that one, but. Um, so next we have everyone should use real data instead of scare tactics, which I absolutely agree. Um, I don't like, you know, when they, when they talk about something as if everybody just knows that it's bad, you know, rather than actually citing statistics. Yeah. Um, so I think that's, that's a really important one. Um, then of course we have people that want to share the airspace with commercial. So they feel the hobby and commercial should share airspace. I think that one's a tough one to define, but you know, there's nothing wrong with it uh, per se uh, as it is um, as far as a talking point. And then I think the most important right now that we can move forward is FPV pilots want recognized as an organized group and to be included in the discussions regarding regulations of hobbyists. Uh, hobbyist flyers. Um, I think that's probably the most important one here because even though uh, hobbyists by default fall under the AMA, um, I think a lot, uh, and I'll say a lot of us, want a voice that speaks specifically to FPV pilots, not just a generalization that we're kind of force-fitted into, force-fit into. Um, so I think that one's an important one. That's one that uh, I think we can handle with a petition. So essentially, if we outline what it is we want to accomplish and create the, the petition for that, just by the, uh, the petition being recognized can then recognize the group. And, and then I think we're on to something. 
Um, okay, so anyhow, from from there, we get into define attainable and measurable goals. Um, and by the way, let me let me just post this in the general chat just so everybody's looking at the same thing. I think you posted it earlier. I did. I just oh, okay. I'm just gonna post it. Uh, yeah. I'll have to look so it's fresh. Later. That's okay. I, I'll talk through it. I just want to be accommodating to those that want to read along. Um, okay, so then number step two in this process is define the attainable and measurable goals. I kind of jumped ahead on that, but I put get the FPV Freedom Coalition to be recognized as the official representative for FPV pilots, earning us a seat for discussions regarding regulations for hobby flyers. So um, I see that as the most attainable goal out of the gate that can then lead to these other goals. Um, so what can we do, you know, in order to attain that that goal? Now we've identified it is make a tactical plan. Um, so really just the first two steps that I have here is a uh, petition and educational materials um, and then you know distributing those. So I think, and when I say educational, I mean, there should be an idiot's guide to you are flying legally if, you know, so here's how you can fly legally and not worry about looking over your shoulder or getting you know, arrested or, you know, these other things that people are afraid of. Um, and I think getting someone like the FA to sign off on it, you know, kind of like, hey, we've outlined these very simple rules and it can have a date. It could say, you know, for the next six months or until, you know, something changes and it'll be notified or, or whatever. But we can say right now, if you want to fly, here's steps one, two and three and you can fly. Um, I think that would go a long way to helping people out without changing any laws or rules or anything. Um, does that make sense? Yes. So I think that's where, you know, just having an organized group that communicates with the FPV community and educates them on, hey, this is what you are allowed to do by law and without you know, uh, getting into trouble. I think that's going to go a, a long way. And then, uh, and then the other one was the petition. If we, if we do have a petition that says, "Hey, we are, we want to represent ourselves," in a sense, you know, we don't want uh, necessarily only represented by, uh, uh, you know, another entity, but we want to have our own voice as well. Um, I think that's that's an important piece. And then, of course, the next after that is to execute it and then repeat on the on the next level of goals. Mm -hmm. So now just oh, it looks like we have a few more people joined us. Welcome, guys. Oh, Scarecrow, I didn't think you were going to be able to make it. So, um, <clears throat> OK, so if, if everybody can see in the general text channel, um, I just posted what I what I went over and I think probably uh, what would be a good next step is, uh, you know, you guys poke holes in it, ask questions. Um, go ahead and uh, let's let's talk. Well, I, I think probably, and this is Mike Phil Magic. Probably one of the biggest things is, is is how do we convince the FAA that we are a organized community? Well, that's I mean, what I believe the petition will do. I, I believe if we you, let's just say, oh, go ahead. Well, I'm, I'm not sure that a petition alone will do that. That's my only concern. We are talking about a, you know, a government entity. And I don't know that that just saying, hey, we're the FPV coalition, <clears throat> you know, um, they're going to recognize that even if we do have, you know, uh, I don't know, 50,000 signatures. I, I don't mm -hmm. know how that works. Well, there's, uh, I would say the easiest way to find out is to ask them. <laughs> hey, well, so, yeah, no, I, I don't have a problem with that. So. <laughs> no, but that's a really good point. You know, we're making an assumption and you're right. Let's find out. Let's let's find out what that goal is. So, I, and I'm taking notes here. The, the very important one is um, uh, how do we get the FAA to recognize us as the entity um, that, and I think also, um, 
you know, getting the majority of the industry leaders on board will be a big piece of it. Um, Absolutely. And, you know, they're not going to unless they know what they're signing up for. So that's why this, you know, I started this Discord channel very informally because I wanted to get a pulse before really pulling the trigger on anything. I want to say, what is it that the majority of us agree upon that we want to achieve? Uh And then once that's done, you know, we can we can really hit the ground running um, and seeing who all is on board with that. Hey, hey, Squishy, I think you got a lot of wind noise. All right, I'll put on push to talk. I'm skateboarding right now. (laughs) There you go. So this, this, this is Cujo. So I, I do believe either in the current three three or in the current uh, authorization act or in the the one that just passed the House of Representatives um, a couple months ago, there is a, a a clause for what what is considered a, a community based organization similar to the AMA, and I think it lines out what needs to be in place for that to happen. Um, and whether we become a CBO or not, um, you know, that, that, that's a good kind of um, way to get uh, at the issue of how to get recognized, if, if you guys catch what I mean by that. Yeah. Did you say it's outlined? I, I thought I remembered seeing that somewhere where they actually had it outlined on what is a community-based organization. Yeah, I believe it's in the, the either the new one or the old one. I'd have to double check my notes when I get home. Um, and mm-hmm. see where that's outlined at. Um, but it is in there. I do remember reading it. Hold it on. It seems I actually... like I remember saying that as well. Somewhere. Okay. But I, again, I think the uh, this really isn't, well, hopefully really isn't much more than a phone call that we can um, call. I do have FAA contacts. Actually, um, a few of the Rotoriot members, we have direct contact with certain AA, uh, FAA members um, or employees, I should say. Um, we just haven't, we want to get more organized before we start contacting people. Absolutely. And, and, you know, I know Squishy's working on pulling together some of the industry leaders and I'm sure Chad that you'd have a a lot of pull in that as well, but as many as we can get together, whether it's Tim from get up PV or Trappy or, um, search, you know, these people, I, I guess I consider them the godfathers of quads, but you know, these people that, that have really have an impact in the industry that can really help guide the initiative going forward. Yeah, I, I agree. And um, I have talked to some people informally, and um, I even talked to Tim over at, at GetFPV and Lumineer, and he's, he's definitely interested in it. Um, you know, they had started something, I want to say similar, um, but it was still different. It was the FPV uh, uh task or what was it fpv a i always forget uh ta fpvta.org um which has it really hasn't done anything or they haven't posted anything for quite a while but they did have a lot of people on board so um so those talks are, are going positively um but again until we we actually get something and there's the link if any of you guys want to look at it, put it in the general. Um, yeah, so I'm very hopeful that we'll, we'll get a lot of the uh, industry leaders on board. But again, first, I would really like to define what it is. You know, have a very basic, simple outline of here's what we want to do. Here's what we stand for. And then, you know, get everybody going in the same direction. So for those of you who have joined a little bit later, um, I went over uh, the notes there that I'm reviewing, kind of the, the status of things, of where we are. And again, they're just notes. We're not pulling the trigger on anything today. Um, but I want people to ask questions or poke holes. Um, so 507 asked uh, why is the, uh, F is bold. Um, I put that because I think that's the most important. And uh, as far as an order of importance. I think it's, um, oh, <laughs> there is a question mark. I don't know why the question mark's there. Um, but 
no, I think that's that's the first step. Once we can get recognized as the entity or the body that represents the voice of the FPV pilot, then um, we can get a lot more done. Yeah. So that's why it's in bold. So I'm curious what the, the you know, I I understand that, that commercial wants airspace and I understand that we want airspace and, and all of that is, is well and good. And I think the whole thing will push the industry forward. But at the same time, what's the consensus about transponders and, and, and whatnot, adding those to quads and the cost and, and whatnot? Well, I think something like the transponder, I think, is going to be a, a, a much more complex issue, and it's going to be pretty, uh, pretty in depth to get through a, something like that. So, um, I personally, I'm, I mean, I can, I, well, we have I, I'm trying that. Oh, go ahead. Uh, I just said, well, we have our registration numbers, just like the tail numbers. Yeah, and I think so. For me personally, if they said, "Okay, you have to have a transponder, but you're allowed to, you know, fly around buildings and you know and things like that," then there's a there's a trade off. Um, you know, as long as you're flying safely, and um, you know, it's it's always it's going to be a constant nudge from each side. But the first thing we need is 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 a voice out there representing what an actual fpv pilot is because i i don't believe that really exists as far as uh, any government interaction right now not really i mean it, it does per se but i i don't think it's um it's it's not the primary objective of the ama which i love the ama I, i've got you know i've been a member uh, i think their insurance is great i think they've got a lot to offer however fpv pilots are not their primary concern wholeheartedly agree so uh so yeah other questions concerns input I wanted to say is, according to Bloomberg, it said that drone incidents are down this year by about, uh, well, about 75-ish reports. Well, that's good. It's slightly down. It said last year there were 1,754, and then this year, 1,688. Yeah, and then... So... 507 um, asks, the commercial entity suggested that all drones needed transponders so they would not, or all commercial entities suggested that all drones need transponders so they would not collide. What makes our quads different from a bird or a kite that they need to avoid anyway? Um, I don't know. I don't have a good answer to that other than, um, you know, I think a kite is a really good example. A bird's separate, that's nature, but a kite I would say, you know, would, would be very similar other than they say it's tethered to the ground. Um, but I, I think that here's, also here's falls a, under the. Yeah, here's a, here's a thought is the, uh, the ultralight aircraft, they don't have transponders makes them fly under five. These are manned. Yeah, it's it's actually very interesting the experimental aircraft um, regulations. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. If you just look at the powered paragliders; they're they're way different standard aircraft. They don't have right, and you don't even have to have a license to fly them. Exactly. Yeah, I I, I still don't completely understand that. It it it's still. Uh, you know, other than things getting grandfathered in, it's it's quite astonishing to me. Yeah, um, very much that so. you can build an aircraft and put your body in it and fly it. I mean, I guess they 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 suppose that since your body is in it, you're going to be more careful. Well, Peter Shreveball. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, Squishy, you're on here. I'd, I'd love to to hear from you. Did you just wreck? 
Well, I don't know if you know, we can't hear you. There we go. Can you hear me now? Yeah, now we can hear you. Yep. Yeah, we can hear you. I'll just go slow then. I'm out of east skating around the town. Uh, I heard the mentions of the COB, and uh, I do remember that description uh, from the FAA. It wasn't any kind of official ruling. Like, it wasn't in part in any kind of It was sort of a suggestion or an outline, real loose. And they also said in their own words that it's not like... Uh, if you go and you try to conform to those COB suggestions, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to get a COB. It's still not in line. They, they would still judge it or take it as a case-by-case -case basis. Um, another thing to add is that those COB guidelines or suggestions include a lot of rules where the COB establishes a culture and a way of flying and enforces it within their own community. Just like the AMA does, right? They have their own rules and regulations and, and so on and so forth. And I don't know if that's necessarily something you guys want to dive into or be a part of. So that's something to consider as well. I know I know, forming it now in a way that it may become a COB later is a great idea and future-proofs it a lot. But it may be something that conflicts with where you guys want to go. And it may be just like a source of contention later for this community to have to come up with rules for itself. Uh, whereas coming up with a mission and uh, and an organization like this, you know, with a good with a good goal is, is a great idea. Coming up with rules for the FPV community may not be something you're willing to tackle at this point. Yeah, I guess. Well, I I think um, honestly, I think safety standards are past due. Like, I think that is very subjective, and the more people that enter, it's just going to compound any issues that we've you know dealt with um so yeah. i think uh it, yeah it is a daunting task but you know I, I i'm up for helping facilitate it like i i don't i'm not going to be really staunch on which safety standards are implemented but if i can get you know a group to agree on it that's what i'll help facilitate um and not yeah, guide, guidelines is one thing, you know, suggestions or like a guidelines or a definition of how we fly or just using common sense is one thing. But what they what they are going to ask for is an official rule. Right. Well, you know, and that's that's where it gets sticky. Well, now here's the, the flip side to that is if if our entity does create the rules, then our entity has the power to change those rules. Um, where if if we don't, then somebody else might that isn't as connected. So yeah, yeah. I think that's where that's where my concerns come from. And that's that's honestly what the ultralight yep. guys did. In fact, the lobbyist for the ultralights uh, was only one person, and that one person put in so much time and passion that you look at the results of what the FAA has done with ultralights just from that one person. And so that's yeah. I mean, if it is possible, we can do that here as well. And I think yeah. I think uh, I think Chad's right that safety standards are, are definitely overdue, but more so that, that there's a general understanding of what those safety standards are. It's not so much rules as it is just common sense, um, you know, safety and uh, common sense flying and and whatnot, and and more of an interpretation of what the rules and laws actually are as proposed by the FAA and, and whatnot, but uh, in, in providing those in an easy to understand fashion to that FAA community. Yeah, so that, no, it's a, it's a good thought. I, I think um, I can tell you in my own mind, starting down this path, um, you know, I, I expect it to be a long, treacherous path. Like, this is not something, you know, that uh, I can just dabble in. I, I, I knew that when I said I'm going to commit to this, that it's going to be a, you know, a very long path. And uh, and I'm okay with that because, uh, well, I mean, quite frankly, this is still an extension of the community that, you know, in, in a way saved my own life, you know, and, and I... I don't say that as seriously as some people that have contacted me, but it has impacted me tremendously. And I've, I've seen it impact, you know, thousands of others. And, um, and I just think it's the next progression. Uh, so I, I'm not concerned about, you know, tackling a, a big task. Um, 
but I do want to be very intelligent about how we tactically go about it so we can get it accomplished. If we, if we try to grab too much too far too fast, it will fail. Um, yes, so, I, I think this is sort of a horse before the cart. This is more of an implementation or a means to get to the mission, but I think we need to clearly define what that mission is. Right. Before, before you get to that, that stage or have those discussions. Yeah. Yeah. I, I need to think about how that mission is worded that doesn't get into too many details that are going to change along the way. Um, that's, that's where I struggle a little bit. Um, but that's what this, this discord group has been really great on uh, getting a pulse of the community and uh, also some of the posts, even in the rotor riot group. So I, I would come back to um, like the primary need is support for the FPV hobby in a more like in a real and, that, and I mean that extremely generally, right? Just support in general. Um, the fly sites and the lobbying and, and all of this stuff comes into that. But it's sort of like a multi front battle, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, but, I, I think mean, you can say uh, you can say support the FPV hobby, but what does that actually mean, right? Like, what, right, where, do, right. where does the rubber meet the road? And so you have to be more clearly defined in what that goal is. Well, for me, I mean, I can I can spell out a vision that, you know, I think has been developed over being alongside of you know, so many diverse pilots. I think the freedom to fly is the most general term I can give for a mission. And, and now what does that mean? Well, that means, you know, we don't want to be contained to fields. It doesn't mean that we can't have, you know, uh, locations identified, you know, so say, say you want to open a, you know, a flying location and it's two miles from the airport, you know, I want to be able to, to do that and, you know, do it properly, do it safely. Um, but then I also want pilots to continue doing what's been so amazing over the past, you know, two to three years and it's travel around the world and fly, you know, all of these great locations. And what that means is we're talking about some kind of international influence. Um, and, you know, what does that look like? And I think if, if we gain favor with the FAA, then that opens up uh, quite a bit to quite a few other countries because a lot of countries will look at what the FAA is, is recognizing, acknowledging and what they're doing. And oftentimes they'll follow suit or respect it at least. Yeah, very much so. In, in regards to structure, when it comes to dealing with say the FAA or within the scope of different countries, when, when we go or you go to the FAA to propose things or to link up with them officially in some capacity, um, they're going to want you to be in a, an organization for just America or with, you know what I mean? Like a COB, right? Um, I don't think they'd recognize an international organization the same as they would, uh, as a small organization, just focusing on what their, their interest is in. Are you thinking of maybe dividing this into like some sort of division for each country so that they could have that more ex exclusivity needs met within that scope, like just what their needs are? Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess um, I the way I saw it was just <clears throat> leave it open ended to become international, uh -huh. um, but start you know locally, U.S. based. Got um, it. I definitely think that, that focusing on U.S. based because that's the the immediate concern. I, I mean, at this juncture, I'm, I'm sure there's other pilots from other countries that have their concerns. But you know, if we can if we can develop it here then we can liaise with people in other countries eventually to, to help them along the same path. I, I remember yeah. hearing about the Tony Hawk Foundation doing exactly the same. They, they, in fact, had to get staff on to help other organizations in other countries to follow their model and what they had already done. So then they just walked oh, wow. people through the process of, of all the things that they had done. But they never really claimed to be international. But they, I mean, they definitely had a huge impact. Yeah, so I guess that, you know, something like that would be perfectly fine. I guess what I don't want to do is turn our backs on our international, you know, colleagues and friends because we're, we're so embedded internationally. I mean, it's, um, you know, that's true. Even, that's true. But the problems that we deal with regulatory or even just public image wise are so regional. Uh, even true. between our, even between you know, just southern and northern California, or between states, we have completely different 
hurdles and problems that we're overcoming all independently, all stemming from the same thing, you know? True. Yep. That, that makes sense. Okay. But so I, I just uh, imagine an international organization walking into the FAA and them kind of laughing at you. Like, well, this is, yeah, <laughs> this is America. <laughs> right. Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't think it's led with, uh, you know, this is an international organization. Um, it, I think it's, it's just knowing that we want to take international concerns into account. Yeah, yeah. I would say that access is a key word for me. Um, access to places to fly, um, access mm -hmm. to, um, you know, existing, like, like just like we do, we go out in the wild and we find places, but also access to possible permanent places for beginners to go and learn and just like the AMA clubs. Uh, we have we have been denied access to the AMA clubs in, in yeah. the U.S. In, in a lot of ways. And so this is one of the problems that kind of brings home the whole access. Thing. Well, and that's that again is kind of what I'm talking about when when we are attack on to the AMA. Like if you're an AMA member and you go to AMA, you know that. You, I mean, for the most part, if you're a traditional flyer, you know you're going to have some level of acceptance. If you're an FPV flyer, you, you almost walk in with the expectation that you're not going to be allowed. So um, so I don't know how, you know, a, a, an organization like that can fully represent us. And again, I'm not poo-pooing the AMA in general. I'm just saying that they, they cannot also be our primary voice. Exactly. And, and in fact, I'll, I'll give you guys a little bit of background from my own personal like county story we have public resources here in the county of sacramento it's actually sacramento county and the city back in the 60s wrote a letter saying you know all aircraft rc aircraft and everything are going to be using this land and they, and they leased that land over to the ama for a dollar and in the stipulations it says you will include everybody you won't you won't discriminate against genres or people or nothing and that club has since banned fpv since day one Huh. Against against the wishes of the civic leaders who gave them those public resources. So oh, right wow. now we have a so right now we have a test case in Sacramento, where we could either take over an AMA club and make FPV legal, or we can go to the county and get their lease, you know, uh, voided, which is like horrible, right? You don't want to go after the AMA in that kind of way. And so right. it's this huge problem where we're essentially banned from flying FPV from the very like people who are supposed to be advocating for us. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, we, we have test cases like this to attack all over the U.S. as examples of what an organization like this could bring and can do. So we already have those uh, ready to go, but without a mission in the backing of the FPV community, we'll never be able to attack it. Okay. So, Sean, what uh, if you took a stab at the mission, what would you say? Well, I haven't yet. I'll have to think about it. Just, just um, for the, the I, I'm a big culture guy, you know me. So I'm yeah. I'm all about I'm all about preserving the hobby as a culture, um, as a place for beginners to come in, take on challenges, and go through the same journeys that maybe all of us have gone through in FPV, right? So that it's there for others when they want to do it, and it's at the threat of literally being you know, banned out of existence or, or even from the inside, just from all of us in the infighting, right? It's just going to implode. So mm -hmm. at some point, we just need to stop and, and save that, basically save the hobby, you know, through whatever, whatever means possible. Right. Um, create places for people to fly, um, you know, just, just create more support and, and go up against all of these enemies. There's giant meetings of airline lobbyists that are like hell bent. To, they're paid hundred thousand dollars a year just to go lobby against drones we have nothing like right. that right so we're up against the mountain well i i believe that we can get there though um because just just like this i mean look at the the people that are already talking even about this this very off the cuff casual discord group um i'm already amazed at how many people i've talked to that are no hey chad what are you doing i heard about this thing and you know so once you once you start rolling something, once somebody says, "Okay, we're doing this hell or high water," other people jump in, like you know they do. Yeah. They, they really do. So I think 
you know, we've got the ball rolling. We just got to keep the momentum going. And, you know, Sean, there's things like, you know, let's, let's do one park, you know, let, let's, let's find a place. Let's find some support. Let's get something. And here's what will happen is somebody will probably fight it or whatever. And then it becomes a legal thing. And then we get, you know, some, some lawyer like Brendan Shulman, you know, wants to make an example of something, then they fight it. Then that becomes uh, a new law, you know, um, there, there, there's a lot of well, it's precedent setting. Be, yeah, and there's a lot it's of things that can be setting. done just by doing something. So I think the 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 idea here is let's let's really find out. Okay, what is it that we have the capability of doing right now, so we can do something? Then we just keep doing. You keep leveraging that to the next level and the next. Yeah, and yeah. you know, well, I, I'm here mostly because I believe in this. And I don't think it's going to be successful unless we get the buy-in of all of the demographics within the FPV hobby. And well, I, you're talking I, I about they're, they're all fragmented and they're all different and they're all very headstrong and intelligent. And, and we need to sort of bring them all back together into just something, whatever. It doesn't matter what that one thing is, but the FPV, strong, the FPV hobby itself is going to be stronger with everybody working together through some sort of vehicle to get these things done. Because without it, we have nothing. I 100% agree. I, I don't want to dishearten people by thinking we have to get everyone because 100% is going to be impossible. But we can get the, the majority. And um, yeah, yeah. And I think as, as long as we're working in, a, in a, a fairly humble manner where none of us are getting egos bruised, but we're just, you know, letting people help where they can help best, uh, we will get a lot done. Um, and quite frankly, I'm, I'm not excited about, you know, going and, and speaking about any of this, but I will. Um, so if, if somebody else steps up, that's a, a better speaker or, you know, I will empower that person. Um, so I, I just want to see this done. I mean, I, for two years, I've been thinking about this, you know, saying, okay, we, we need some kind of representation. I've tried to do that through my company, Rotor Riot, but it's, it's just too much. It's too broad. Like we are a company, you know, we, um, we can't be everything all the time. And uh, so that's why this is more of a breakaway where I said, okay, well, you know, the company's you know, running really well. So I, I have the liberty to be able to step away. I mean, so to speak, I'm still involved, but uh, I, I can focus on something like this to really get results. And this that's, is going to require selflessness. This is going to require a lot of people within the hobby itself that just to, to work for free for no reason. I mean, this, that's what it's going to require is people to have a sense of duty to do something. So we'll have no, to, I, you have to emphasize that you know, up front. Let the, don't sell them on something that, you know, something other than what it is. No, there's a lot of people that will though. I mean, we've, um, over the, you know, the past couple of years, there's just been really wonderful people stepped out just to help the hobby grow. And, you know, it's, uh, I have a lot of faith in this community. I would say that, that access is a big one for me. So uh, mm -hmm. I, I don't know if you could put that keyword in there because it, it's still broad enough. Um, but I would I steal some good. of the stuff from, steal some stuff from the AMA. Go look at the language that they used. Um, go look at the Tony Hawk Foundation. Look at some of the language they used. The way that the Tony Hawk Foundation works internally is just a miracle what they do mm -hmm. the way they funnel public funds and and funds from out of nowhere into building like multi-million dollar skate parks is just incredible but they're the reason why every town in you know the u.s has got a skate park now well i think an important piece of this is going to be education um when when the educational element is apparent people a lot more people step up um and, and honestly, that's even something that I've been excited about because, uh, you know, I, I always loved the educational elements that we brought into flight test. Um, and it was always very fulfilling. Um, now, with Rotor Riot, it was a little more difficult because the, the age demographic was, was primarily older. But, uh, but, yeah, I believe in this we can uh, – ed education needs to be a very important aspect of it.
Hey guys, um, sorry to interrupt. This is such a great conversation. Um, I, I am so glad you said that about education. My whole key uh, in the FPV community right now is pipeline, pipeline. Meaning, I want to educate from very lower grades. I'm actually a teacher that was teaching um, FPV and STEM in my school. I'm a band teacher, but they needed some extra help on STEM, so I was into FPV and, and, and flying and such. And I also work with CNY Drones, which is a big, huge component for getting people into this hobby the safe and educated way. And I think if we leverage groups like mine others around the country to step up with that educational bit, um, I think you would be surprised at the result. Oh, yeah. I, I'm right there with you. I, I believe that. Um, and I, I, I think there's a lot of education happening, but there's no rally point for it. So if this is somehow, you know, through our website, we can start to, to have a rally point for all of, the, all of these independent initiatives, it will uh, give us all a lot more uh, volume, you know, for what we're trying to say and do. Is there any way that flight tests could find out how many people kind of force them? for their educational needs and then have them uh, put a flash in the pan with all of those entities that, that use their resources to say, hey, here's the rallying point that we need. We need to talk about how to get FPV into people's hands safely and get it awareness out to the general public so that people aren't you know, upset with people walking into an AMA club and wanting to fly FPV. You know, that's the, I think the, the education from uh, from the standpoint of just getting people to understand what it's about. And, and again, bringing that culture aspect into it. It's a huge um, benefit when you can kind of get the peripheral around what FPV is, like production, uh, education, uh, as far as, you know, aerodynamics. I mean, I could go on and on about it, but I think it's the peripheral. Uh, things that we also need to kind of shore up and get those people on board with it as well. Um, and Flight Test, I think, is one of those entities that has really shown, for me at least, um, they know how to shoot out STEM information. They do great lesson plans. So maybe we can leverage them for those people that are out there using them and get them to help us out, or at least be aware of this cause you know, that we're talking about today. Yeah, I'm I'm actually meeting Josh for lunch on Thursday, so we'll we'll be going over some of this, um, and I'll I'll get a. Um, I'm not sure what his awareness is yet. I was going to wait till I met with him, because um, they were out at Oshkosh, but uh, but yeah, I think. Well, you know, well can just... I interject one second? Yes, please. I, I I do know I do know that uh, Josh Bixler has been looking at. We can't I, hear you. <laughs> Cliffhanger. Yeah, totally. Yeah, Mike, go ahead. Start uh, over. You, you, we lost you. Oh, I'm sorry. I said uh, I, I've I've spoken to Josh Bixler, and he has hinted around seriously about a new CBO, a new community based section uh, that would be more inclusive to the type of flying that we do. It wouldn't be just. FPV, but it would absolutely include FPV. And I know that right now, you know, he's working with uh, everything over at the. Uh, uh, and I don't know where that's at, but I do know that uh, Mitchell Gray is probably the best resource in flight test to talk to about. Okay. So, all right. Well, yeah, I'll follow up with them and, and uh, see where that might be going. Yeah, education is a that. education is a great driver for a location. Uh, just like it an is. AMA has, you know, come out to the club and go to class or learn to fly. Uh, having a locate an FPV location in town where everybody can walk out of fries and they know where to go to meet other people and learn and whatever else. That's kind of key to that. We've actually established that here in uh, New York, in Utica, um, with the SUNY Polytechnic uh, campus. Uh, we have an AMA UMass association with them where we're setting up tiny whoop races um, 
for for their uh, for their RC club, and we're really integrating FPV into their RC club. Almost, might I say, taking it over. Um, and everybody's real jazzed about it, and there's just a real great vibe on campus where, where you know, the powers that be are starting to discuss facts of you know where people can safely fly, how they're going to initiate drone um, uh, drones onto campus, um, the variety of things that of, of things that they want to do and use drones for, not of which just the you know racing and FPV, but you know search and rescue and all this other type of yeah. That kids can and now imagine with. imagine having a vehicle organiz- organization behind FPV that you could email right now and say hey we're doing this with the college or whatever well, what how can we convince them uh, can you help us and yada 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 and right. that's an organization like this could bring its power its expertise to bear on that exactly help. exactly and and reach the most amount of people because of the store and 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 they're being the only ones that you know one of the only ones that really cater to the STEM and FPV, you know, multi-rotor crowd. Um, you know, and, and one more thing too. Uh, uh, one thing that I think is very unique with our group here in, in Central New York and drones is we're we're trying to create to- uh, team drone challenges where kids and adults, you know, people from eight to eighty-eight can get together, build a drone for a specific challenge for which we set out. This year we're doing Forest Fury, which is like, you know, drones being equipped with certain sensors to go out and suppress fire, find find firefighters, support firefighters' needs and stuff like that. And I think that that group activities like that will spur talk in Congress that FPV and drones in general are very, very project-based learning, which is what education is, is really turning into, minus any you know debate about public school or charter school or anything like that. The trend, as my eyes, is hands-on group activities, and drones do that. Yeah, very much. I'm actually an instructional designer, everybody. I, I actually teach teachers, so <laughs> a little bit of background <laughs> on me. Very cool. <laughs> Well, what what about Scott Zimmerman over at uh, uh, Airbear? Have you spoken with him, Chad? No, I, I haven't. I actually haven't gone out to speak to anyone really. I just posted a you know okay. a little thing in the in the group just to get some conversations going, um, and not because this is still the early stages. It's I, I wanted to sure. get more of a pulse of the the active community um, before start bringing in the leaders. I guess too many, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, you I, get too I, many higher ups and they drown out, you know, the other yeah. opinions. So, yeah, well, I actually have reason- a small list of names for people like that. And I call it like a, like a FPV climate snapshot or something. That's kind of what we need to do right now. Right. Take a, yes. take a, take a breath of where we're at, like a state of union. And so I have yeah. a couple of names. There's uh, Zephyr McIntyre. Zoe might be a good one. But there's a few mm-hmm. others that you, you should probably talk to. Just just get their feedback and input and, and, and roll it all into the what you're gathering. You know? Yeah. But there's not many. You don't go bringing in Sander and Trappy and all these guys, you know, <laughs> not right now. The, you don't, that would be a you don't do that. <laughs> you, you, yeah, you don't do that. So, uh, yeah, so right now, and that's why I try to, to let you guys know and whoever's in here early that, you know, this is, it's, it's not going to happen overnight. You know, there needs to be a lot of throwing stuff against the wall, coming back the next day and see what's stuck, you know? And, um, it's, you know, anytime that I've, I've started, like when I started flight test, when I started rotor riot, there was about a, you know, a six month period prior to anybody seeing anything that was just understanding what it was to be. You know, and I'm not saying we need six months for this because I feel like, you know, I've been in this this zone for three years. But uh, <laughs> um, but we do have to listen. We have to understand, um, you know, the climate and understand the voice. And and I, I hate to say it, but, you know, we even lose touch. Like I even see it with the, the Rotor Riot pilots like we we get in our bubble a little bit and it you know, new people come in and we, we've lost touch with what it is to be fresh in, in this hobby. So, um, so I recently really discovered that fact, like glaringly when I taught a beginner something 
and he excelled at it and he took, you know, he took on the challenge and he, he mastered it. And then he went over and he taught another beginner and I watched him and I heard him and he used like a completely different language than I did. And I was like, okay, so I couldn't have taught that other guy. Only you could have, you know, it's, it's just a total generational thing. And I realized that we need to teach the beginners, but we need to teach them in a way that they understand it the most so that they can then transpose it over to their generation. Absolutely. And that's, that's a yeah. big cultural thing that's happening. And people like Chad and I and all these other guys, we take our, our knowledge and our, our uh, perspectives for granted. Not, not just our knowledge, but our, our very perspective on everything we take it for granted. Right. So if, you know, all of you who come out of this voice chat, because this is a small group comparatively, um, try to propagate that message. Let people know, you know, we, we want to get a pulse on what's happening right now, you know, who is who is the crowd that we want to represent and we want to make sure they're heard so encourage people to uh get their opinions out there uh well in here at least you know it's uh, i know a lot of people get uh, fearful of sharing their opinions in the facebook group but uh but i'll make sure that at least in this discord channel that people are going to be uh um heard so I think, uh, okay. you know, going, going back to the mission statement, I think everybody, at least in this, you know, voice chat, can agree that education needs to be, you know, a key foundation of that mission. Um, and, I, and going back to back yeah. I think that, you know, when we're talking about access, you know, access to, to and the freedom to, to fly and to do so in a safe manner, you know, but I think a lot of that is going to depend on that education, that training, that that information dissemination, you know, throughout the, the, the FTV culture and and really fostering that culture of education and safety really needs to be a part of that mission statement. The, the mission statement could be very basic, just of two parts, right? The mission statement can outline what we intend to do, uh, maybe just three words, and then the out, mission statement can outline how we plan to accomplish those through what right and i view education as one of those items like we are going to accomplish these things and education is one of the me one of the means we're going to get there do you understand that yeah, yeah. so that's that's mm -hmm. how i would kind of i would kind of categorize a lot of these keywords and thoughts that you're thinking about in things you want to do and the things you're going to use to fuel that how are you going to get there Yep. Well, well put. So, hold on. I'm actually starting to construct it right now. Yeah. Um, if anybody wants, if I don't have a pen and paper in front of me, but if anybody's just start tagging, writing sentences and take stabs at it, massage it until it gets right. So, yeah, I think it's the 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 what making it concise. Yeah, how, how concise or how broad is it is the big question. I would say, like, you know, three things you want to do. You know, you want to support FPV pilots, which is an incredibly broad term. You want to advocate for the rights of FPV pilots and, and, and retain the, the culture of it somehow. I don't know how you'd want to word that. But we're going to do it through, you know, um, fighting for access, providing education, and la 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 la. you know. And so then it's real short and concise. Hold on, you're almost there. So advocate. <laughs> so we want to we want to advocate for FPV pilots. And what was the other thing it said? Uh, support or like protect ad advocate. The you could say like advocate for common sense governance, which is like incredibly, you know, broad, um, just just descriptive <laughs> statement. No, but it still means something, right? Yeah, we're not going to go does. for. We're we're still not going to go for stupid, you know, regulations and and so on and so forth. Um, so there's, you can just add some descriptors in there to help it. But. Right. So um, to. I mean, you just don't want to, you know, make a list of like seven, eight items, you know, just keep it no, shorter. No, no, I, I think it's shorter, but broader, you know. Simple. Just for, uh, just for fun here, here's the Tony Hawk Foundation mission. Uh, the Tony Hawk Foundation fosters lasting improvements in society with an emphasis on supporting youth in low-income communities through skateboarding programs and the creation of skate parks. So, so that, <laughs> they told you what they're going to do and, and how they're going to do it. Exactly. Right. 
Actually, what I like is they say they are doing it. Like they don't say we're going to. It, it actually says fosters. So present we're, tense. We're already doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, no, this is good. This is good. Um, okay. So, guys, I have to get going. I, I had scheduled an hour for this. Um, and, uh, Sorry, so short, but I'll, I'll try to do, maybe they'll be short, but we'll do them frequently um, just to keep, you know, tabs on everything. Um, anything I have about four minutes before I have to go. So any, uh, anything before I leave? Uh, I just got trappy. Just, just message me this moment. So he's in. Is it what? So, uh, trappy's in. Does he know? So I just here? got. I just got Sasson. I just got, yeah, he does. But I just got Sasson and Trappy to say they're in. I'm still working on Alex. We'll see. Oh, wow. Actually, I, there was a, a conversation in passing with Alex where I think he had already shown some interest. So, um, yes, I, I saw that. I think, yeah, I think he'll, he'll, he'll be on board. I think you will too. Reach out to him. Yeah, I will. I will. Just well, again, I, I wanted to be a little more put together before now, but uh, well, well we'll I would get, get their take on it, you know, because if uh, it, it might be incredibly hard to keep people like that happy in the long run, but if we can just you know get them in initially and, and buy into what we're doing and then make a you know make that claim or support this, it'll go a long way, right? So, okay, so uh. Well, great. Anything else before before we uh, break or before I go? Correct. Uh, for the education, I know that uh, some of the like other like larger companies they like the students and drones because I know that Battelle is offering a grant, and my school is able to get a grant from them for a drone club at my school, and it's gonna probably it's gonna help support us a lot with that. And they were really interested in the idea when I actually got to talk to them about it. Some of the other larger oh. companies. And, and what? At, like the larger sized companies, they were interested in the drone stuff at the student level. Yeah, there is definitely yeah, a, a lot of interest in drones. The problem right with the larger sized companies is that's what basically, gentlemen, we're up against. That's, I think, who really wants the airspace. It's, it's the Amazons, it's, you know, the Targets and, and, and Walmarts that are vying for that airspace um, that, that is going to chew into our recreational space. And, and I don't mean it. You just said it, though. You just said it. Recreational space, recreational FPV is not a thing. They don't, they don't know of it as an object. They've never thought of it as an object or a thing well, or they're, a community. They're, they're actually and, in to get rid of all of model aviation in general. So FPV yeah. is nothing compared to, flat, you know, fixed wing to them. Fixed wing is nothing compared to FPV to them. It's all in their airspace and they want it. Which, which is really interesting because if you talk to Red Jensen that works out at uh, NASA, I mean, he's a, mm -hmm. he's a, a, a huge proponent of using RC as the next generation of aronautical engineering. Um, well, so we also, need to get their support. Well, well again, we, I, do have a, I do have a little bit of an in with him, so I can absolutely talk to him about the possibility. Of I, I fortunately, too, have a back sort of a door to NASA as well. Um, one of my good friends is um, uh, a pilot and uh, FPV guy, and he works for this small little company here in Utica called AX, and they work with NASA on trying to integrate um, drones into the national airspace, and he's been working tirelessly with them, uh, went out to Ames a couple of times to brief them on his work. Unfortunately, he can't talk to me about it, but... I can at least put a bug in his ear and, and maybe from two sides, something will get knocked around there. And maybe NASA will come up and say, hey, look, if this is an educational standpoint that you're going to take away from all these kids or all these people, we have something to say about it. And then we've got a gorilla in the room that we can use. Okay, that's, no, that's great. I think, um, well, this is good. We're, we're, we're making progress. It's, it's slow, but... Uh, 
but I, yeah, I'm already really oh, pleased Chad. with how, how many people are getting involved. Yes, That's, sir. That was another key word to add into your sentence was recreational activity. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They clearly defined so, what, what we are. Right. We're not commercial. We're not. A different, you know, a different spectrum too. Yeah, I, th I think recreational FPV is broad enough in scope, yet still centers on who needs the most time. So, recreational. No, that's good. Um, also, guys, uh, you know, a common tactic in, in any corporate atmosphere is to overreach. So, for them not acknowledging or saying that, you know, anything about getting rid of model aviation it's simply overreaching to get more ground knowing that when they say stuff like that's not actually going to happen um but what happens is it sets the tone and that's where um i don't want us to roll over on that i think you know we should be overreaching too we should be saying you know no, we're, within... we're, we should be seeking beyond line of sight uh, exactly. regulations. right yeah we should immediately yeah. stretch for beyond line of sight regulations and hold it fast on it Yep. Right. Yeah. So we want to overreach in, in a sense that it, you know, it doesn't discredit us. However, uh, you know, but but we don't want to roll over on this. stuff. I've seen a lot of people that are, are just like, well, let's just see if we can fly, you know, in this small spot in my backyard. And it's like, no, you know, like, no, we let's let's reach for what we want it to be, what we believe it should be. And then, you know, <laughs> we, we have some don't ask, don't get exactly so okay well guys i gotta go um thank you so much for for taking the time um and uh yeah, we'll do this again uh, probably later this week i'll i'll try to throw out a time okay it was nice meeting y'all yeah thanks. Thanks. Thank thank you guys. Thank all together, you. Chad. yes sir thank you yeah. thanks, bye guys See ya. bye, bye.